This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Hey, welcome Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. I'm Matt and this is Jessica. And uh, thanks for listening, whether you're on our podcast or 91.5 FM or you're watching online. We've, uh, we're now on video and We've got a small group of people that actually enjoys watching this as well. And so, you know, if you want this community to grow and you appreciate this, why don't you share this, you know, share this video out, share this podcast out, get the word out, or you can kind of leave a rating on uh, iTunes as well. That helps promote the show. Thanks for listening. And we, uh, we, what we do is we read a chapter of the Bible and then we talk about it. Um, Jessica, what's been going on? What's, what's happening in your life? Well, it's my mom's birthday. So happy birthday, mom. Whoop, whoop. I wouldn't be here without her. Number one fan. <laughs> she is my number one fan. We're her number one fan too. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Yeah, so I hope you have a great birthday, mom. So thankful for you and all your encouragement. And uh, yeah, it's mid-August. Our kids are going to be starting school August 17th. Yeah. And the rest of you know this area, at least, is right now slated for August 24th. And I just reached out to some teachers recently and just said, hey, I want to know how I can pray for you. And they were so thankful because I feel like, you know, the grocery store workers and the doctors and the nurses have been on the front lines through all of this. And the teachers have too, but now they're really, you know, going to be more visible and have to be out there and have to just teach in such a different environment than teaching is hard enough. Oh my gosh. Teaching is so hard. My dad was a public school teacher. I have been a homeschool teacher. Like it's a hard job as it is without the added pressure and restrictions we're experiencing right now. So the teachers that I know and have relationship with, I just reached out to them and said, hey, I'm praying for you. I'm rooting for you. How can I agree with you? What are you believing for? And they're just so thankful. So I think that's something that it would be really great for you to do this, you know, this next week as we're leading into school starting again. Yeah. I mean, I just I have so many thoughts about that. One is thank you, teachers. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for your hard work. Thank you to those that are stepping into this new season. I know that there's a lot of questions and we don't have all the information and that can cause a lot of fear and that can Mm -hmm. cause a lot of anxiety and worry. And uh, thanks for leaning in, you know, thanks for pressing in during this season. And the second I would say is God's not giving you a spirit of fear, Mm -hmm. but of power, love and a sound mind. And I know that God will protect you during this time. I know he'll protect you. And this virus, uh, part of part of the biggest problem of this virus is the fear that yeah. it's creating. Uh, yeah, we know it's hurting people. We know it's killed people. We know that. Um, this world is, you know, this world kills people every day with, for a lot of different reasons, from car, car wrecks to the flu to heart disease. And so death's not new to us, but we are so focused on death. And we're so focused on COVID-19 that it's it's causing an abnormal amount of fear mm-hmm. as humanity and and I just I just want to say thanks for leading the way teachers thank you frontline doctor workers you know the frontline nurses and the workers there thank you for those that are in the the doctors offices that do covid rapid testing like thank you for leading the way and leading us out of fear and leading us into where, where what we really need to get back to in, in the american society and culture is people that are willing to uh, fight for freedom and and fight for the things that we're going to have to fight. We're going to have to fight through fear. We're going to have to fight through all the data and all that stuff. And, 
yep, we're wearing masks and all those things. That's that's important, but we cannot be people without courage. So thank you, teachers, for leading the way on that. Yeah. Um, what else you got? You got your book of the day? Or I got my book recommendation. Book of the week? And it is called The Motive Ooh. by Patrick Lencioni. And I have to uh, just preface this with saying it is not a Christian book. And there, I believe, are a few cuss words in it. Um, but they're not like... Anyway, we'll just leave that there. <laughs> it's the motive. So read that at your own discretion. Yeah. Um, Patrick Lencioni, he is an amazing, um, he just has an amazing way of telling stories. He writes business books, but he tells them in fables. And so it's, it's always called a leadership fable. So he'll talk about a business principle, but then he'll talk about it um, very much like Jesus did, you know, in, in the Bible. He talks about a story so that we can actually relate to it and understand it. And then at the end, he explains the concept and you're like, oh my gosh, it's so good. But this one says, why so many leaders abdicate their most important responsibility? And it, it will really read your mail, the motive. Really, really good book. Mm. So I have a book to recommend <laughs> too. <laughs> Magic. All right. <laughs> Again, this is also not a Christian book. And you're like, what's wrong with these people? They're not reading Christian books. Of course we read Christian books. But we can glean off of non-Christian books. We can glean leadership principles. And uh, this one's called Ego's Enemy by Ryan Holiday. Very, very good book. Very powerful book. It's not... Uh, Say not that again slower for our for our radio audience. Ego oh, is the Ego enemy. Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. Okay. And this is a very good book. And really what got me tracked on with this book is there was a there was a really great book written by Timothy Keller. And I think you actually mentioned it last week, mm -hmm. Go to Forgetting Yourself, which yeah. is all about an ego. Yeah. Right. And so when I read that book, uh, Timothy Keller's book, it's, and that's a, written by a pastor referring to Paul talking about our ego, talking about boasting, talking about pride. I just knew that I needed to begin to figure out how I can get my ego, my pride, my insecurity, my hurts under control. Another pastor recommended this book to me at the beginning of the year and said it really helped him. And I think ego, if we look at ego, it's something that brings us up and down in three seasons of our life. Uh, and that is ascending that it, or aspiring, uh, success and failure. Your ego will destroy you in all three facets of life. When you're aspiring, when you're at success or when you're descending and failing, ego will make all those worse. And so this is a great book. I'm sure that there's some things in here that are not, you know, PG-13, but, or PG, but there are also scriptures in this book. And he does refer to the Bible as one of the greatest cool. books against your pride. And so really good stuff, short chapters. If you're a short chapter kind of person like me, I recommend that book Can as I well. ask what you're holding in your hand? A golf tee. <laughs> Are you trying to tell me that you're going golfing after this? Uh, just dreaming about it. You know? I'm just holding it close to my heart. Okay. <laughs> Love some golf. Uh, all right. We're in Exodus chapter 16. Yeah. Uh, and, and I would say, you know, golf for me is something I actually enjoy doing. And uh, I enjoy reading my Bible. I enjoy being with my family. I enjoy morning breath program. I enjoy church. I enjoy preaching and teaching and all these things. But, some, you know, we've got to do things that we enjoy and even if it's playing dominoes with your family or going golfing or whatever get out there and enjoy your life don't don't wait for life to find you go find life be life-giving be life-pursuing I really I really encourage you to do that it helps me so much with my state of mind and you know my peace levels and such and such but 
We're in Exodus chapter 16. Such and such and so and so. And such and such and so and so, y'all. <laughs> yes, Exodus 16, and I will read through 18. You'll start at 19. All right. Exodus 16. They set, out, <laughs> they set out from Elam, and all the congregation of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after they left the land of Egypt. The whole congregation of the Israelites grew discontented and murmured and rebelled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the Israelites said to them, Would that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the, in the land of Egypt when we sat by the pots of meat and ate bread until we were full? For you have brought us... I have to do this in a whiny voice because they were definitely whining. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this entire assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will cause bread to rain from heaven for you. The people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day so that I may test them to determine whether or not they will walk obediently in my instruction. And it shall be that on the sixth day they shall prepare to bring in twice as much as they gather daily so that they will not need to gather on the seventh day. So Moses and Aaron said to all Israel, At evening you shall know that the Lord has brought you out of the land of Egypt, and in the morning you will see the glory of the Lord, for he hears your murmurings against the Lord. What are we that you murmur and rebel against us? Moses said, This will happen when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and in the morning, enough bread to be fully satisfied, because the Lord has heard your murmurings against him. For what are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to all the congregation of Israel, Approach the Lord, because he has heard your murmurings. So it happened that as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of Israel, they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory and brilliance of the Lord appeared in the cloud. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, I have heard the murmurings of the Israelites. Speak to them, saying, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God. So in the evening, the quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning, there was a blanket of dew around the camp. When the layer of dew evaporated on the surface of the wilderness, there was a fine flake-like thing as fine as frost on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, what is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, this is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Let every man gather as much of it as he needs. Take an omer for each person, according to the number of people each of you has in his tent. The Israelites did so, and some gathered much of it, and some only a little. When they measured it with an omer, he who had gathered a large amount had no excess, and he who had gathered a little had no lack. Every man gathered according to his need, family size. Then Moses said to them, No one is to keep any of it until morning. However, some of them paid no attention to Moses. They kept part of it until the morning, but it was full of maggots and began to smell. So Moses was angry with them. Each morning, everyone gathered as much as they needed. And when the sun grew hot, it melted away. On the sixth, sixth day, they gathered twice as much, two overs for each person. And the leaders of the community came and reported this to Moses. He said to them, this is what the Lord commanded. Tomorrow is to be a day of Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. So bake what you want to bake and boil what you want to boil. Save whatever is left and keep it until the morning. So they saved it until morning as Moses commanded, and it did not stink or get maggots in it. Eat it today, Moses said, because today is a Sabbath to the Lord. You will not find any of it on the ground today. Six days you are to gather it, but on the seventh day, the, the Sabbath, there will not be any. Nevertheless, some of the people went out on the seventh day to gather, but they found none. Then the Lord said to Moses, how long will you refuse to keep my commandments and my instructions? Bear in mind that the Lord has given you the Sabbath. That is why on the sixth day, he gives you bread for two days. Everyone is to stay where they are on the seventh day. No one is to go out. So the people rested on the seventh day. 
The people of Israel called the bread manna. It was white like coriander seed and tasted like wafers made with honey. Moses said, this is what the Lord has commanded. Take an omer of manna and keep it for the generations to come so that they could see the bread I gave you to eat in the wilderness when I brought you out of Egypt. So Moses said to Aaron, take a jar and put an omer of manna in it. Then place it before the Lord to be kept for the generations to come. As the Lord commanded Moses, Aaron put the manna with the tablets of the covenant of law so that it might be preserved. The Israelites ate manna 40 years until they came to the land that was settled. They ate manna until they reached the border of Canaan. And Omer is one-tenth of an ephah. Amen. I want to find that jar. And I want to see what this manna looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you think it's somewhere? It has to buried be. Buried somewhere. In Ethiopia, apparently with a documentary I watched when I was like 16 years old. So. Yeah. I want to, I want to see you one day. It's going to be cool because I want to taste it. I mean, we wouldn't be allowed. Tastes to like honey. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Uh, there's a lot of different directions you can go. Where do you want to go? You, you start. Okay. Well, I really liked um, verse 25. And it says, Then Moses said, Eat that today, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the field. And I underline that part. You will not find it in the field. And I actually also read Psalm 23 this morning. And um, I wrote Psalm 23, 3 as a reminder, when I see this other verse and it says, he refreshes and restores my soul, my life. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And just thinking about that concept of God has provided for us to have rest. Like he has provided more than enough so that we can take a day of rest. And he modeled that for us as well. And when we continually try to work constantly and keep our minds going constantly for seven days and we don't take that rest and we act like it all depends on us, God is telling us we will not find it in the field. Like we're not going to find what we're looking for in the field. Our rest and our restoration and our refreshment only comes from him. And when we're, when we choose to, to take a Sabbath of some point, whatever that looks like for you, some, some way, when you dedicate that time to the Lord and say, Hey, I trust you. I trust you that I'm going to rest. And that tells you, God, that I trust you, that you are going to uh, fulfill my every need. You're going to give me double what I need one day so that I have enough left over. Like this principle is so much more than just manna. Like it's a life principle that we all have to learn that our rest and refreshment and restoration only comes from the Lord, trusting his word, resting in him. And that's physically and emotionally and spiritually as well. Yeah, that's really good. In fact, I think the manna uh, is a, God was using the manna to teach these people how to rest mm -hmm. when you think about that these people they were slaves and slaves don't get a rest day they're seven days a week and um i think our culture is also a seven days a week culture oh, yeah. as as a people in general we don't take a day of rest we might take a day off of work but we don't often use that time to rest we we can tend to work 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 keep working and a big problem with working at home right now many of you are, is your home is now invaded as a workspace. And so it's hard to shut it down. What I liked about this, it simply pointed out eight ways we're supposed to rest. Every night and one day a week, okay? Every night, the manna would not last overnight. Mm -hmm. um, but yet on the seventh day, it did last overnight and 
all that next day so that no one had to go work and get it. And so uh, what God was, I think what God was teaching them is something we need to learn. We are so habitual in our behavior, it's hard to stop. Mm -hmm. They're complaining about resting. They're complaining. And God, God basically, they're complaining about being free people, number one. God says, okay, I'm going to start feeding you with this magical bread that flies from the sky and quail, okay, at nighttime, and you guys go out and collect it. And what did some of these knuckleheads do? They went out on the seventh day to go collect bread. Like, they could not shut it down. They, It's like, oh, well, let me just go and work some more. Um, and, you know, these, these people are us. Yeah. We're the same people. Um, the Sabbath rest and I'll, I'll say this real quick. It's one of the very few things that God has given us from the creation of the earth all the way through Jesus and today. Mm-hmm. The Sabbath rest, God rested on the seventh day. He built rest into the human uh, clock and lifestyle. He built rest into the daily cycle of day and night. We have to sleep as people or we go crazy. But he put a day of rest when he created the world. God rested, Mm -hmm. right? What? What? God rested? Okay, what does that mean? Um, And so then it's in the Ten Commandments. So like we all love the Ten Commandments and we we definitely shouldn't kill, steal. We shouldn't lie. We shouldn't covet. uh, We shouldn't worship any other gods. uh, We should keep the Sabbath, keep it holy, a day of rest, right? And then Jesus is defined as the rest. And he even said that the Sabbath was made for us not us for the Sabbath. In other words, like the Sabbath Sabbath was made for our benefit. And what does a Sabbath look like? Well, it's a day where you should stop working and you should stop doing uh, workful things and work-like things. And, you know, for some of you, that's put your computer away. For others of you, uh, that, that well, you know what that means. And, you know, I don't want to keep this too legalistic or make this super legalistic, but dedicating 24 hours to rest will literally change your life. Yeah. We do this. And this is something that radically changed your life. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to talk anything about that or whatever as this this is going. I did a whole podcast. I was a guest on a show of a podcast and I talked for like an hour about Sabbath. So you can go to my Instagram, Jessica Salbaum, and see the link for that. And that will tell you everything that I would say right now. Um, but there's so much more in this chapter that we can yeah, pivot why don't you a little jump bit. On, pivot. Verse 12 says, I have heard the murmurings of the Israelites speak to them saying, at twilight you shall eat meat and in the morning you shall be filled with bread and you shall know that I am the Lord your God. And I just saw how gracious God is and how compassionate and how patient. He's like, because you're complaining and murmuring, I am going to provide for you. It wasn't even like they were respectful and be like, God, thank you for bringing us out of captivity and rescuing us from our oppressors. Could we please have some meat and bread? No, it was like, oh, to go back to Egypt and blah, 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 I'm hungry. Like it was out of their complaining and murmuring that he still answered them and said, I'm going to give you this and you're going to know that I am God because of this. Let me say something about that real quick. On verse two, really stood out to me. It said, in the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. And God was so gracious that he blessed the people with food and with bread and I have to imagine that they were like, why are we grumbling? Yeah, I and, hope. <laughs> and I want to ask us the same thing. Yeah. Why are we grumbling? Because yeah. I believe the whole community is grumbling right now. Yeah. It's like, it's an addiction to grumble. Mm-hmm. It's an addiction to criticize. It's a, it's like a part of our cancel culture that we have right now. And we'd like to say, you know, oh, the left is a cancel culture. 
you, you know, the right is a cancel culture. The libertarians in the middle or whatever you want to call it, they're a cancel culture. We're a cancel culture right now. Nobody wants to have conversations with the other side. We just want to cancel their opinions mm-hmm. and cancel those people what, no matter what side we're on because we just like to criticize and we don't want to have a conversation and actually work through the problems. For the most part, it's very rare. I don't want to be an absolutist when I say that, but it's rare. It's an addiction in our culture right now. And why don't we stop complaining as believers and start praying and loving? Like, let's stop complaining and start connecting and loving more. People, bring people into your life. Spend time with people and love them. I just want to throw that out there. It's good what you got? It's a good side note. So from that verse, I just, again, saw how gracious God was. And I wrote in my Bible next to that verse was, God will provide every time. Do not worry. Um, we have a lot of things we could worry about right now. You know, we after uh, service, when we had to cancel church for the non-storm, which turned into a storm in other places, and thankfully we didn't have to deal with that here, and I'm very grateful, but we did cancel church out of an abundance of caution. I have a, I have a complaint that I must issue. First, I want to say thank you for whoever prayed that hurricane away from us. But second, I just need to complain that you can you do it earlier next time? Too long. Like, come on, it's like 24 <laughs> hours before church instead of 12. Yeah. That way we don't have to cancel service. Well, the just, cool thing was we didn't actually um, have to retract my my word cancel because we just put went online. Like yeah, we're we online, on. we're still online. Like our online campus just got bigger that day, you know. So after the after that service, we <laughs> posed a question. Um, put it on the screen for people in their homes to ponder and talk to with their families. And it was just like, what are your cares and concerns and share them. And so, you know, it was an opportunity for our kids to share their very real and valid cares. And we're, and they were very, they're like, we're not worried. We're just thinking about this or concerned about it. And we got to talk about it, but there, we all have those right now. We all have an abundance of cares, concerns, possible worries, anxieties, stresses, unknowns, fear of the future. All those things are happening. But God wants us to know that what we need when we need it will be there. Yeah. Like the manna was there every morning. And likewise, his mercies are new every morning. We get to go to bed in peace because the Bible promises that when we lie down, our sleep will be sweet. And God never sleeps or slumbers. So we can leave it to the creator of the universe to handle the problems while we rest and sleep, which is our portion and what a blessing. But then we get to wake up knowing that our, not only is coffee going to be there, but our, his mercies, God's mercies are new every morning. And we get to, we have a Bible that we have in every, we have it on an iPad. We have it on an iPhone. We have it physically. Like how blessed are we to have the word of the Lord at our beck and call? And all we have to do is just actually engage with it and read it and open it up and do what we're doing right now. We're talking about the Bible and you're here with us engaging in that and being a part of that. So what we need when we need it is going to be there for us. Yeah, I love that. One thing, I love verse 30. This is it. So the people rested on the seventh day. And it's like, okay, we get it, Lord. We're supposed to rest. But it took them training. You know, they've, they've been trained for 430 years, like 10 generations um, of training to not rest. Yeah. And this world is training us to not rest. It's training us to worry. It's training us to work ourselves out of situations, to earn love, to earn trust. And it's going to take training for you to rest. And so don't don't be discouraged if you struggle with resting, um, but lean into that training. You know, things like, Turning your 
social media and work and email off at night so that you can begin to rest every evening. Some things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Learning to create boundaries and space with work. Uh, Here's one thing you can do with work. And I listened to a podcast about this. When you are working at home and you are done, first of all, set a time in your workday that you're done. So maybe you're done at five o'clock. Proclaim out loud to your household, whoever's there, even if it's just you alone. I am done with work today. I am done with work for today. I had to do that. I told you to do that because I'm like, stay out loud. You're done with work. And I literally went outside, shut the door, yes. rang the doorbell and came back inside <laughs> and said, I'm home. And everyone joked around and ran and hugged me yeah. like I was coming home from work and they love me. You it know? sounds silly, but there's something to be said when you, you're you're making yourself accountable to, to people around you, even if it's just to the to the Lord who's with you always. Train your kids to rest. Yeah. Um, we don't let our kids have their cell phones and their iPads in their room at night. That's a really bad idea. And anyway. to clarify, only one of our kids has a cell phone, and he's 15, and he only uses it when he goes to soccer practice. It's not his thing. But so they all, the all have, well, okay, but they all have <laughs> iPads, and we don't yeah. allow them to have those in their room at night. We don't allow my son to have the cell phone at night. Why? Because what are you going to do in your bed? What do you do in your bed with your cell phone? You just, you know, you scroll, you scroll, you scroll, and you're training yourself to be working yeah. that's your time to rest that's yeah. the time to shut down you know uh the social side of life even the the relationships shut it down um just do this one time go an hour somewhere without your phone um and don't check whatever's there see if that's hard for you if it is you know you got some work to do in that area we encourage you to rest and we know that if you rest, God will meet you in that rest and he'll do more in your six days mm-hmm. of work uh, than, you, than you'll be able to accomplish in your seven days of yep. work without him. Thanks for listening to Morning Breath. We love you. We appreciate you. Again, this was Exodus chapter 16. Share this podcast. Share this video cast if you, if you like it and you want other people to see it. God bless you. We'll yeah, see you next we'll time. We'll see you next week. And guess what? We're going to have real live microphones next week. Woo-woo. Maybe. <laughs> You'll have to tune in to see. Love you guys. Bye. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hi, everyone. Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting & Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates, and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. We want to be a church that's focused on God, focused on the people on the inside, and focused on the people on the outside. Love God, love the church, love people, because we're building a life-giving church that lasts.
Coast Christian Center. Join us every weekend, Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 a.m. East Coast Christian Center is located at 680 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. The Avenue Worship Center. Enjoy a fresh brewed cup of coffee with friends and family. Service times are at 9.30 and 11 a.m. at 85 North Richland Avenue. East Coast Christian Center Coco. We now have three services every Sunday morning at 8.15, 10 o'clock, and 11.45 a.m. Located at 1855 North Friday Road Coco. For more information, call 452-1060, extension 100. That's 452-1060, extension 100. Or visit us online at eccc.us. That's eccc.us. East Coast Christian Center, building a life-giving church that lasts. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.